myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words then maybe it's not true Welcome along to NUFC Matters. It is Those Were The Days with George Mitchell. How are you, George? I'm fine, Steve. Thank you. Good to see you, mate. Good to see you. And as always, uh, we uh, hand over the controls to you of uh, the good ship NUFC Matters and uh, let you delve back in history. And uh, what year are we looking at today? We're looking at 1986-87. It's the uh, um, first real full year of Willie McFall being the manager. He's had a a good year the year before and uh, want to see see the made progress. But... uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, the 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 feeling I think is that we need to consolidate. You know, we we had a, we're under Charlton, we had a, a peculiar year, and um, Willie McFall seemed to recover that. But uh, last year, but uh, now this year, uh, it would be nice to consolidate. And uh, there's some interesting things about it as we we'll go through. You'll see. Um, we're back in '86, uh, '87, so we're. Um, if you're into music, I want to dance with somebody was uh, top of the pops. Um, you're never going to give you up. Rick Astley, of course, who's uh, this last year or so has been in the news because they, they dredged it up for something else. In fact, I think he even went to Gladstonebury uh, last yeah. year. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and uh, um, Faith by George Michael. And of course, uh, a really uh, uh, hot one for uh, La Bamba by Los Lobos uh, is something that uh, sticks in my mind. I don't know why, but it does. Um, and then if you if you're a movie buff, uh, Full Metal Jacket was was on and caused all sorts of uh, um, controversy, but uh, a brilliant picture. Wings of Desire, um, Lethal Weapon, um, which was the start of a. Uh, almost a franchise, um, the Princess Bride, and then the Untouchables. Um, great movies, some of them, but but it's it, that's where we are in, in terms of uh, life in general. Um, moving on to Newcastle United, well, we we start the season off as usual with a whole series of uh, of friendlies. I suppose it's they use them as warm up games. I mean, we we went to Blackburn, Portsmouth, Isle of Man, Linfield in Northern Ireland, Coleraine in Northern Ireland. Uh, Carlisle, uh, we played a, 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 a testimonial at Durham City. They make some money for Durham City, which I think was a, a very worthy thing to do. And then um, a visiting team, Monterey, came and uh, they visited uh, uh, St. James's and there was an interesting friendly there. At least 10,000 turned up for that one, which is, which is something. And uh, it was 1-1. Billy Whiter scored the goal. Throughout the friendlies, Lots of goals, 2-2, 2-2, 5-1, 3-2, 3-2, and then 8-0, 8-0 at Durham City, uh, and then 1-1 against uh, Monterey. So they, they, they got a good kickstart to the uh, to the season, and they needed it because my first game, of course, is uh, is at Liverpool, who were, were second in the in the in the title race that year. And I mean, the new sponsor as well, George. Sorry to interrupt. Your new sponsor uh, was the was the call of the day. Greenholds came. Yes, Greenholds. Yes, on on the shirt. Yeah. And they had that horrendous. Thanks. They had that horrendous idea for people who bought the replica shirt that they had to get people. Um, you know, you either had to, well, you had to get your mum to stitch it on, which was well, that's right. Nightmare. There's Gaza. It was it there. absolutely awful. Yeah, it, it was a nightmare. I think at one stage they, they, they switched to iron on as well. They tried that. 
Absolute disaster. Absolute disaster, yeah. Um, yeah, well, first games at Liverpool, um, we, um, uh, we uh, um, sorry, first games at home against Liverpool, and uh, they were second in the table. I mean, the, the championship the year before this one was basically a, a, a Liverpool championship because it was between Everton and Liverpool at the end. And Everton, Everton won it. Liverpool were second. Uh, so they, but they came with a, a very strong team. Willie McFall, um, very loyal, like previous managers have our team. Um, Martin Thomas, uh, John Anderson, John Bailey, McCreary, Jeff Clark, Glenn Roder, Alan Davis, Paul Gascoigne, Billy Waiters, Peter Beardsley, and Kenny Wharton. Neil McDonald was the sub, and halfway through the second half, he went on for Paul Gascoigne. Uh, 34,000 at this game at St James's Park, and uh, um, that reflects the uh, popularity of Liverpool as much as anything. And there's there's an action shot, nice clear one that one, at, uh, and and another with uh, that's uh, John Anderson, isn't it? That uh, going going hell for Against there. Stevie Nichol. yeah, that's right. That's Look right. at the barriers in the background as well, because I mean yes. we covered on the previous shows that's about right. football hooliganism. Um, that's right. On the increase, and uh, the, of course the fences were put up, George. Absolutely right. That's right. And the and the porter cabins in the background because they're, they're still building the stadium. You know. Um, anyway, we'll have a full manager, Kenny Dalglish, and he brings a very talented squad with a make or in goal. Alan Hansen, Mark Lawrenson. Now, Barry Venison has just switched from our friends down the road to Liverpool. Uh, Gary Gillespie, uh, Kevin MacDonald, Steve Mahon, Jan Moulby, Ronnie Whelan, Craig Johnson, the Australian, and uh, Ian Rush. And Dalglish plays himself as substitute in this match. Um, I've got to be honest, it was, it was an interesting game, a good game of football. But it was uh, Ian Rush's game. He, he, he just ran our defence ragged. Um, I think uh, I haven't seen Glenn Roder um, and Jeff Clark look so uncomfortable against the centre forward as they did that day against Ian Rush. Two goals, one in five minutes, one in 80, 83 minutes, and that was Liverpool winning 2 0. Um, but it was a, it, we, we, it's not a game we were going to be involved in uh, in any sense. Chant this slight uh, imagination. Uh, you could see why they were title contenders. So, anyway, well, our next game is, is an away game at Tottenham. We're going, going, going to Spurs. Um, another difficult uh, team to play because they they're regarded as uh, one of the uh, one of the top uh, uh, top uh, chances for the title. Twenty five thousand at White Hart Lane. Um, David Pleat still the manager. Um, uh, sorry, David Pleats just become the manager as it was Peter Shreves that was the manager in the season before. Uh, but the teams hardly changed Ray Clements, Graham Roberts, uh, Richard Goff, the, the big uh, Scottish centre half they bought from Rangers, um, Gary Mabbitt, um, Gary Stevens, Glenn Hoddle, names to conjure with Mark Falco, Clive Allen, and of course, uh, none other than Chris Waddle, um, Macfall. Picks the same same eleven he started with and sends him off to Tottenham, uh, and uh, uh, fingers crossed because this this is going to be a tough game. Uh, it was a good game, but uh, the lads dug their heels in. They, they weren't giving anything away. In fact, they were they were very very upset that uh, right on half time, slightly over the over the forty five, Clive Allen, who was a deadly goal scorer, got a goal which 
uh, our lads hotly disputed as being offside, but they didn't get the decision, so they went in one nil down. And and, and the, they were really they must have been really upset about that because they they'd done quite well. They came out the second half. Um, I I think they they they'd upset about the goal. Um, made them roll their sleeves up and had a real go at Spurs in the second half. Uh, nearly got caught a couple of times on breaking ways with uh, um, with uh, Chrissy Waddle, of course. Um, but then right towards the end, 87 minutes, who should uh, uh, come out of the woodwork? But Peter Beards did the score and equalise, and we, we get a 1-1 draw, which very creditable performance at Spurs at this, at, at this time. Um, and uh, we're now... Uh, have another uh, game in, in, in the south. We're away at the Luton Town. Um, Luton Town at uh, Kenilworth Road, nearly 10,000 at the game, which would just about fill Kenilworth Road. Willie McFall sticks by the, the, his uh, opening team. Thomas Anderson, Bailey, McCreary, McDonald, Rhoda, Bogey, Gascoigne, Whiters, Beardsley and Wharton. And uh, um, Luton Town got John Moore as the manager now. Who they'd taken from, uh, uh, I think from uh, Rotherham. Uh, he was making, making the name for himself there. Um, a good side, but they're all, a lot of them lads that are 30 plus and on, on the downslope of their careers, but nonetheless still good footballers. Some good names amongst them Steve Foster, Mal Donaghy, uh, Peter Nicholas, um, uh, Brian Steen, centre forward, got from Coventry, and uh, Mike Newell, who was. Uh, uh, a wing, a left winger then, and and became a very very uh, popular left winger. Um, not a bad football game, but in terms of goals, well they could have played till now and would never have scored. Neither side looked like they were going to score, and and we end up with uh, with a nil nil, which uh, is uh, because it's in a way uh, uh, point is is always uh, nice to have, but. Uh, not a game to uh, to put in the record books, really. Not for any of the football, anyway. Um, then we're back uh, at home on the Wednesday, and we, we're playing um, Queens Park Rangers at home. And uh, uh, everybody's hoping that uh, we'll get on a winning track again. Twenty twenty three and a half thousand at the game. Um, Willie McFall picks an unchanged team uh, that only. Difference is the substitutes Ian Stewart, uh, and uh, halfway through the, the the first half, actually, uh, Ian Stewart um, replaces Kenny Wharton, who's got got a, got an injury. Queens Park Rangers now managed by Jim Smith, who we get to know very well, um, and uh, a talented team, but the team of, of people from uh, other London clubs who are who are sort of on their way out. You know, David Seaman. Um, Gary Chivers, Ian Dawes, Sammy Lee, uh, Martin Allen, um, who's the brother of the Clive Allen that was playing for Spurs, uh, Wayne Faraday, the name we, we know very briefly, uh, Robbie James, Gary Ballastet, and Johnny Byrne, talented centre forward from West Ham, quite a dangerous centre forward. Um, first half, uh, nothing in it. Uh, uh, some nice football from both sides, but nobody going to score a goal. And then just after half time, um, Johnny Byrne uh, on the edge of the penalty does a, a nice body swerve to leave to, um, Clark and, and Rhoda sitting on the backsides, uh, and that's QPR one up, uh, 49 minutes. Then right to nearly the end, and unfortunately, um, 
Ando managed to get his hand on the ball and they get a penalty and Gary Ballenstein makes it 2-0. So a 2-0 loss at QPR um, is a bit disappointing, but uh, um, could be worse, could be worse. Um, no, we're now, um, sorry, at, at home we, we, we'll lose and that, that doesn't go down uh, very well. But uh, um, the next game is uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday and, and us are having a, quite a tussle at this period of our, career, of our careers, both clubs, because we came up together and, and uh, um, the games between the two have been have been uh, very uh, competitive, shall we say. Uh, Willie McFall makes one or two changes. He, he does uh, he does something which uh, I think other managers have done and he follows suit and he brings in a young centre-back called Kevin Scott. Uh, that, that he's got from uh, uh, from uh, the, the Wearside League, and within weeks of joining the club, Kevin Scott's he's got him in the first team, which is amazing, really. And of course, uh, there have been a couple of injuries at, against QPR, and this is a Wednesday match, and Joe Allen slots back into the into the side. Um, Howard Wilkinson, still manager of uh, Wednesday, and their team has hardly changed since he took it over. Uh, Martin Hodge, Mel Sterling, Paul Hart, Glyn Snowden, Gary Megson, who we, we know up here, Mark Chamberlain, uh, ex-Fulham uh, ex, uh, winger, Tony Gregory, Gary Shelton, Lee Chapman, big blonde centre-forward, dangerous centre-forward, and Carl Schutt, um, who was a dangerous uh, uh, forward. Um, the game's uh, off to a poor start for us. Um, Carl Schutt and Mel Sturland just scored just before half time, 42 44 minutes. And it looks like it, it's uh, it curtains, you know. Um, come back at the second half, but uh, whatever Willie said in the dressing room, he's, he's got them fired up because uh, they're having a real go at Sheffield Wednesday. 79 minutes, Drew Allen scores. And then lo and behold, we're debuting in centre half. Uh, Kevin Scott from a corner heads a nice goal on 81 minutes to. Um, equalise things and uh, just when we think we're going to get a 2-2 draw up pops this mercurial little man called Carl Schutt <laughs> on 89 minutes to make it 3-2 to Sheffield Wednesday very disappointing and I, and I, I still remember the groans in the uh, in the Gallagher corner when when, when that uh, winning goal went in and also um, reflect on the fact that of course because it's a late goal um, there would be a large number of the Gallagher corner who, when the 10-minute flag went down, would already be on the bus home. They wouldn't even know that that had happened till they got home, <laughs> which I always used to find amusing. Um, anyway, we're off to Coventry now, um, to uh, Highfield Road, and uh, decent football side, but we, we really should be challenging uh, people like Coventry if we're going to do anything. We'll go to Coventry and they Changed their manager is now George Curtis, an ex Coventry fullback. Um, and uh, their team is uh, again a, a team that's full of uh, um, former stars at other uh, first division sides, uh, like Mickey Adams, Brian Burroughs, Steve Sledgley. The centre half, somebody that we get to know called Brian Kilclain, uh, Trevor Peake, Greg Downs, uh, Nicky Pickering. Davy, but Dave Bennett and Cyril Regis, all so, some really talented footballers there. Um, but you know, no, no more than, than ours are. Willie McFall picks a, um, um, 
it's slight change because uh, Jeff Clark's fit again and um, uh, uh, the centre half position says so he, he goes back in and uh, um, Paul Gascoigne's back in so it, it's it's virtually the team that started the season with Willie McFall um, 11,500 at the game um, not a not a very um, impressive game for us on 14 minutes of all people, Brian King Klein had hit a corner heads in first goal for Coventry 14 minutes. And then just after half time, Dave Bennett gets the second. And then at 60 minutes, uh, Mickey Adams gets the third. So we, we come away from Coventry with a 3 0 defeat. A pretty miserable defeat because if we're, we're really serious about trying to do something in this league, they're the sort of sides that we're, that, that we're going to have to beat, but uh, not on this occasion. Um, we then uh, come home to a game against uh, um, Wimbledon. Um, the uh, the clowns of the of, of the first division. Um, Twenty one thousand five hundred at the game, um, and Willie McFall's uh, made a change at goalkeeper. He's, he's brought in young Gary Kelly, uh, uh, but apart from that, the team stays the same. Uh, and uh, um, uh, you know, it, 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 I think the, the, the crowd appreciate that he's trying to get a settled team uh, to play. But uh, um, so we we now welcome Wimbledon. Dave Bassett is the manager. Uh, goalkeeper David Bessant, who, we, who we, we get to know very well. Uh, Kevin Gage, Mark Morris, Nigel Winterburn, who, who still occasionally appears on the television. Uh, they've got from Arsenal. Um, Laurie Sanchez is character. Glenn Hodges, who, uh, again, is, an, is a name we get to know here. And then a little man called Dennis Wise, who we eventually, who, ex-Chelsea, who we get to know for, for not the best of reasons after after his uh, sojourn working for Mr Ashley. Um, and uh, Alan Clark, who was on his way out from Leeds, and John Fashioner, a big, big uh, centre forward, um, who, uh, well, is uh, almost legend in in in, in terms of uh, uh, being uh, centre forward. Uh, John Fashioner, for me, um, uh, starts this. Uh, we uh, sorry, we 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 we. They're a hard team to beat. They're good, they're going to give a go, and and. Uh, I'm glad to say that our lads uh, uh, dig their heels in and don't don't get kicked off the ball. And it's a bit of skill from Paul Gascoigne on 55 minutes, uh, and we get a 1-0 win against Wimbledon, which is uh, um, a read because we're, we're, we're league position's looking a bit precarious at the moment, but uh, uh, at least we're, uh, um, we're, we're making a change. So we're now at... Uh, the League Cup first leg at Bradford City, and uh, we uh, um, want to uh, hope and pray that we might have a go at this trophy, but uh, let's we'll wait and see. Trevor Chelly's the manager at Bradford, um, and as you can imagine, he, he pitches in with lots of lots of people who he's he's played with at Leeds and other places. Uh, but some names in that we know, like Peter Jackson, Chris Witt, who used to play for us, uh, Mark Ellis, John Henry, and then another name at uh, centre-forward, 
called Don Goodman, who uh, becomes an arch enemy down the road for a while. Um, good centre forward, though, dangerous player. And, of course, he's, he's a regular on Sky as well at the moment. Um, Willie McFall uh, sends uh, out a, a, um, an unchanged team and uh, he um, he's bought um, uh, Andy Thomas in. Uh, he puts him in and Billy Waiters goes down to uh, um, substitute. Um, we're just hopeless. I mean, <laughs> Bradford didn't have to try very hard to beat with uh, on, in this game. And uh, we, we it looked like it's going to be nil-nil. And then on 59 minutes, unfortunately, uh, Kevin Scott, who's uh, got back into the team, brings uh, uh, Goodman down, Don Goodman down. And uh, Greg Abbott's 59 minutes scores with a penalty. And then to wrap it up on 69 minutes, Don Goodman scores scores a regulation goal. And, uh, and, and we're 2-0 down. Uh, which is uh, disappointing to, 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 to get that at, uh, at Bradford. So we come home and, and we're at home. Sorry, we're, we're still away and we're away at Norwich, Norwich City. And uh, um, this is another team that uh, we really should be um, take, you know, having a go at and, and, and taking points off at Carrow Road. 15,700 at the game. Um Willie McFall sends um, unchanged team. Uh, sorry, it is changed because Jeff Clark's fit again, and uh, and, and the centre half position is is, is changed. And uh, um, it's uh, oh, and Joe Allen's in the put in the team as well, alongside Andy Thomas. Um, it's uh, an interesting team because the people are used to the big man up up front, and Andy Thomas is a, uh, not a little man, but he's but he's he's more about speed and skill rather than brute force. Uh, Norwich City, Ken Brown's their manager, ex-West Ham player and ex-Norwich City player. And uh, they have some uh, interesting characters in their team. Uh, Ian Culverhouse at fullback, a man called Steve Bruce at the centre of their defence, Mike Feeling that they got from Manchester United, um, Kevin Drinkell, who they've just brought in from uh, Grimsby, and, and it was a pain in the backside to us most of the time. And then on the left side, Wayne Biggins, a, a very talented young winger. Um, it's a game which... Uh, uh, it, it's one of those where we never look like we're going to get in it. Um, it was... Uh, um, not 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 any end-to-end -end stuff. It was all played in the middle of the field, is, is, is my memory of this. And uh, the... Uh, Four minutes, of course, Norwich scored. And who would it be? Kevin Drinkall, of course, who scores against us every time he's played for, for Grimsby and others against us. Uh, and uh, second half, um, briefly after half-time, uh, the lads have a goal, but never, ever looked like um, scoring a goal. And then on 68, same Kevin Drinkall from a corner, scores again, and 68 minutes, it's 2-0, and that's, that's the end of the... That's the result. That's how it ends in what was uh, a disappointing result because that's an away game we should have been uh, thinking of uh, getting something out of. Um, so we, we now go away to Southampton and uh, Dale's not a happy hunting ground for us, 14,600. And Chris Nichols, now the manager of Southampton. And they've got a, a team of talented uh, Players who are, uh, you know, um, are, are 
sort of former stars with other teams like Peter Shilton's in goal and uh, Mark Wright, Mark Dennis, David Armstrong, Jimmy Case from Liverpool, um, Colin Clark, um, and uh, Joe Jordan from uh, uh, from Manchester United um, is is the centre forward now. And uh, on on the substitutes bench, uh, a young man called Matt Letizia, who becomes a um, a very famous player, um, and indeed another another one who see occasionally as a as a commentator. Um, so there are not going to be easy, and uh, Mac, Mac, Willie McFall sends the uh, his same team with uh, Paul Gascoigne as uh, now has gone to uh, uh, substitute and uh, uh, get off to a flying start. Andy Thomas scores on 14 minutes. Unfortunately for us, Colin Clark on 17 minutes scores, and uh, that's how it stays at half time. After half time. Southampton really uh, give it a go, and and there's a period in uh, between of ten minutes between the seventieth minute and the eightieth minute. Um, they score three goals. Uh, Colin Clark gets his hat trick, completes his hat trick, and Mark Dennis gets a, gets a header from a corner to make it four one. Um, very disappointing result uh, from from there. But uh, um, as I say, Southampton. Southampton with that talent in the team, always likely to turn it on occasionally, and they certainly did on on, on that occasion. Um, we're now um, home for the the return of the uh, of the second leg of the League Cup against Bradford City, and uh, people certainly and I remember in the Gallagher corner, people were hopeful that we could we could turn this round. It wasn't uh, um, it wasn't uh, a done deal that uh, that we were going to lose it, fifteen thousand eight hundred at the game, which that crowd reflects what people think about what what uh, uh, efforts in the league cup in past years. Anyway, uh, Willie McFall uh, plays the same team. Gary Kelly uh, is is still in goal and so on. Uh, he brings uh, he doesn't make a change on the right. He brings Paul Stevenson in off the off the bench uh, and um, puts Ed Stewart back off the bench. Um, Bradford City, the same team that played us at, uh, at Bradford with Peter Jackson, Chris Smith in the team and of course Don Goodman is uh, playing up front for them um, we give it a real go but huff and puff without putting the ball in the back of the net in the first half have another go in the second half and then on 65 minutes um, Glenn Roder managed to head in a corner uh, and we get uh, 1-0 and everybody's Really straining at the bit to see if we can get an equaliser, but it it doesn't come. It doesn't come. So Bradford go through two one on 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 goals and uh, um, another uh, sort of disappointing foray into the uh, into the league cup by our our uh, team. Um, so we we now have to face on the Saturday um, a visit from Manchester City, and uh, we um, not entirely comfortable about this after the way we played against uh, Bradford. 21,000 at the game. Willie McFall puts his faith in the people he sent out before. Um, the only difference is a centre forward instead of uh, Martin Thomas. He, he's brought back Tony Cunningham and uh, um, uh, Martin Thomas goes to substitute. Uh, Manchester City now, um, 
have changed the manager. He's gone back to, gone to Jimmy Frizzell, who, who's managed several lots of teams in the in that area. Um, great stalwart for um, Stoke City at, at one time as a player. Now managing Manchester City, and their team with uh, uh, Steve Redmond, Kenny Clements, Mick McCarthy, Ian Brightwell, um, Andy May, Neil McNabb. Uh, Paul Simpson and David White. Uh, a tidy team that's not doing too badly. They're above us in the league, so we know it's not going to be easy. Uh, so we off we set. And uh, interesting half hour because uh, Paul Simpson puts Manchester City in the lead and you can feel the nerves in the in the Gallagher corner. And uh, uh, just before half-time, Neil McDonald gets uh, an equaliser from the penalty spot. Um, and... Uh, so when we think well, everybody's hoping when they come out after half time they might give this one a go. Well, um, for the first ten minutes after the half time they did give it a go, um, and forty eight minutes Paul Gascoigne scores a nice individual goal, and on forty nine minutes Tony Cunningham uh, gets another from the, from the, a corner. So a three one, and that's the way it stays to the end. And it never looked like changing. Man- Manchester City didn't look to have this the skill or the guile. To make much difference in this game, and uh, um, that's how it stayed. So we're now got another tricky home home game against uh, against the Arsenal. Um, that's me showing me age. Notice how I say the Arsenal because that's how we used to talk about them in those days. Um, uh, it it uh, they really did get uh, almost reverential status because they were the Arsenal. Uh, anyway, the the, the company St James's. Um, they're one of the one of the four teams. You know, there's the two Liverpool teams, there's Manchester United and there's Arsenal. The title's going to go there, somewhere near there is is, is what's likely to happen. So it's going to be a tough one. Twenty two and a half thousand at the game. And Willie McFall picks exactly the same team, um, except um, at substitute, he bought a young man called Darren Jackson from from Hibs, uh, and Darren Jackson's. Uh, the, the substitute on on this occasion, um, and uh, Arsenal come George Graham's the manager now, and a very talented team is the one with lots of names. You know Viv Anderson, Kenny Sanson, who we get to know, David O'Leary, Tony Adams, David Rowcastle, Paul Davis, Niall Quinn um, is is at centre forward for them. Big Irishman who uh, makes a bigger name for himself when he joins our friends down the road. Um, Peter Groves and Martin Hayes um, but a, a good football side, a talented side and uh, they're, they're going to give us a, a, a difficult game and they do uh, amazingly the, the first goal on 67 minutes because the first half was end-to-end but no goals 67 minutes is Viv Anderson the, the right fullback, one of the very few goals he scores but just sheer pace, what a, what a very very fast man he was uh, and uh, he found himself in the penalty area and just lashed it in as uh, as, as as he was going. Um, that looked like to be the end of it, we thought. But no, along 66 minutes, um, Ian Stewart's, uh, uh comes in with a with a um, a mazy dribble and a nice little shot uh, to get with an equaliser, and everybody thinks, so oh, we're going to get a point out of this." Well. Uh, no such luck. Steve Williams of Arsenal on 72 minutes clinches a winner, and uh, it's 2 1 Arsenal. And 
we never looked like we would get a, get an equaliser. It was uh, it was uh, it was settled. Is, is the only way to describe it. And uh, um, it, yeah, I mean, it, although we lost, I've got to say that um, in general, yes, the Gallagher corner was uh, was unhappy, but um, uh, there was a sense of well, they give it a go. It's, 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 I mean, that's that's I think that's what they were. Uh, supporting William McFall about was at least the team had a go they didn't just lie down and, and, and die anyway we're, we're away now the next game to Aston Villa um, um, another uh, tough game, Villa playing well above us in the league so it's not going to be easy 15,000 at Villa Park which isn't a lot really um, Billy McNeil, ex-Scottish manager is now transferred from Manchester City to Aston Villa as manager Um and it's a talented Villa side, Nigel Spink, Alan Evans, Dave Norton, Martin Kewen, who, who ends up at Arsenal, uh, Tony DiRigo, who they've just brought from London, um, Paul, Paul Birch, Steve Hodge from Nottingham Forest, Steve, Steve Hunt from Nottingham Forest, Tony Daly, Gary Thompson and Mark Waters. Mark Waters is a, is a, a very, very tricky winger and, and, and uh, had a habit of giving us a, a, a hard time. Anyway, Willie McFall has the luxury of selling out a, an unchanged team uh, with uh, Gaza as the uh, as a substitute and, and partway through the the second half, he, he has to come on because Paul Stevenson looked over, excuse me, looked over, pulled the hamstring, and uh, um, but uh, it, to have Gaza to come on it would seem not not a bad swap in my opinion. Anyway, it's 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 a it's a good football game, but. Uh, um, we got off to a poor start. Steve Hodge gives Villa the lead in 12 minutes. And then another 12 minutes later, in 24 minutes, he makes it 2-0 and they're going in half-time at 2-0. And that's how it stayed. Um, we, we huffed and puffed a little bit in the second half without ever actually looking as though we might score a goal, uh, which is disappointing, but uh, never mind. It. Uh, um, I think, again, that... Uh, they give it a go, which is uh, uh, the, the you know the, the the excuse the fans would would give them. So we're back home now for Oxford United with uh, nineteen and a half thousand at the game, and those defeats you can see the crowd dropping after each of those defeats that we've had. Um, and uh, Willie McFall plays uh, exactly the same team as he as he had in the previous game. Kenny Wharton's now the substitute. Um, uh, Oxford United with Morris Evans as the manager still, still being uh, how can I say paraded by the the flamboyant owner and causing all sorts of uh, problems off the pitch. Um, a good side, to, a good football side, but uh, littered with people who are um, um, uh, former rather than uh, current stars, uh, but names that we know as well. I mean. Um, uh, Ray Houghton, the, the, the Liverpool midfielder, John Truick, who left us, um, uh, Trevor Hibbert, and Kevin Brock, who's a midfielder with us, and the centre forward, of course, very dangerous centre forward from Liverpool, uh, called John Aldridge. Um, there's uh, um, some good football played in this game, uh, but it's one of those good games where they could played all night. And neither would have scored. I, I remember being at that game and thinking when I went home, 
I couldn't remember how many actual shots at goal that the goalkeepers had to save either of them. Uh, it was it was a it was a, not the best nil nil. It wasn't the best draw. It was it was really really second rate and uh, um, best forgotten. I think is the best way that I would describe it. So we're off now on our travels again. We're off to Leicester City, and uh, we uh, always have decent decent football games with Leicester City, uh, and. Uh, um, I don't think this is going to be uh, any different. We're about upon a par in the league, about neck and neck together in the league. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's even Stephen for this one. Um, Leicester have changed their manager. It's now uh, Brian Hamilton, the, the, the mercurial Irish uh, uh, forward. And uh, they, they've made one or two changes in, in the side. Um, seem to buy a number of players from... Uh, uh, from Ipswich, like Russell Osman and Mark Venus is now in the, in the back lineup, and of course they've got Gary McAllister from Manchester United, Stroke Leeds, Ian Wilson, uh, Alistair Henry, um, Steve Moran, Tony Seeley from West Ham, who has northeast connections, and Alan Smith, the uh, former Arsenal centre forward, who doing a good job for them. Um, Nice tidy game of football. This one, when you when you read what it is, what the press say about it, um, and uh, um, Willie McFall sends down unchanged team, uh, and he's uh, um, sorry, that's not right. Um, he sends down uh, what's um, should have been an unchanged team, but in the week before this game, uh, Willie McFall buys. A forward from West Ham uh, called Paul Goddard, uh, and it drops Cunningham to the substitutes bench, and Paul Goddard takes the place in, in the forward line. Um, when we look back on managers and, and signings they made, the impact that they have on Newcastle United, uh, I would suggest fans, although this is a um, uh, way back in, in the uh, in the first division, they need to have a look at the impact. That this signing has on Newcastle United, because it's crucial, absolutely crucial. Anyway, we, we, it, it, the game's going well. Um, uh, couple of chances go missing. Paul Goddard looks like he's going to um, score when uh, the fullback um, uh, Steve, Simon Morgan, uh, well, basically handles the ball off off the line. He would have got sent for off for it these days. Uh, and uh, Neil McDonald scores from the, the resulting penalty. Just after half-time, Alan Smith gets away from the defence at a corner and uh, uh, taps in at uh, 47 minutes and makes it 1-1. Quite an entertaining game, uh, but one which um, never looked like anybody was going to score. And I've got to be honest, if anybody was going to score, it was that man, Paul Goddard. Um, so we now come home to a game against Watford. Um, and uh, uh, that's a uh, uh, nice picture of uh, looks like Joe Allen to me. It uh, is, it is. It's yeah. Joe Allen and, and scoring yeah. in that game against Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday, yes, that's right, that's right. Anyway, um, it's uh, against Watford. Um, got to be on my medal. They're they're a, they're a talented side. With that manager Graham Taylor, who's uh, very famous in, in his career. Um, as a manager, 
23,500 at the game, which uh, is, is not bad considering the results we've been having. Um, and uh, Willie McFall uh, plays the same team uh, with Tony Cunningham still as the substitute. However, halfway through the second half, um, uh, Andy Thomas is injured and Cunningham has to come on. Um, but everybody's wanting to see Paul Goddard. He's, he's the one that they're, they're interested in. Um, good. The game is uh, um, even Stephen Watford, uh, as, as I say with uh, Graham Taylor, the names of people that's playing for them, David Bardsley, John McClellan, Will Frostron, ex uh, Mackham, uh, Nigel Callahan, Kevin Richardson, uh, Kenny Jackett, who's a uh, manager of uh, Millwall, I think, at the moment. Uh, John Barnes, of course, who we're getting to know very well. And Mark Falco, who they've got from Spurs. And, of course, that dangerous centre-forward, Luther Blissett, um, uh, to keep her on my toes. Quite first half, nil-nil. Then second half starts the same way. And it's drifting. Everybody thinks, it's, well, this is going to be a this is going to be a nil-nil. It's, uh, it's, nobody's going to um, get a goal here. And then suddenly... Um, uh, uh, Kenny Wharton uh, uh, makes a bad tackle in the penalty area and Kenny Jackett scores from the penalty spot on 72 minutes and that seems to wake our lot up because uh, um, within within a few minutes John Anderson's down the other end of the corner um, uh, blasting the one in from the edge of the box so it's 1-1 one, one on 78 minutes and uh, um uh, and everybody thinks, well, that's it. But yeah, not with Newcastle. One minute later, Luther Blissett, that dangerous centre forward, just glides through the centre of the, our defence on 79 minutes, just one minute later, and uh, we're down. We're 2-1 we're two down. And, of course, uh, everybody's resigned to, uh, uh, to a 2-1 defeat. And uh, shortly after that, of course, I see the... Uh, the ten-minute flaggers in the Gallagher corner going home uh, to get their buses and trains and wherever. Well, uh, another mistake they made because on eighty-seven minutes, Neil Macdonald going through gets upended by Kenny Jackett uh, and uh, scores from the result resultant penalty. Uh, so two-two against Watford, and at least a point on the board and uh, um, a relatively entertaining match, even even though it was peculiar circumstances for the goals. Um, I've got to say, we're now um, away to Chelsea. Um, this is going to be a tough one because they're, they're regarded as, a, as uh, one of the top sides at the moment. Um, 14 and a half thousand at Stamford Bridge. Um, John Holland's still their manager. Um, and the, the, the team of talented team with uh, um, people like Kerry Dixon, um, Gordon Jury, they now got from, from Scotland. Uh, having, having transferred to Spurs and then across to uh, um, to Chelsea, um, Pat Nevin, um, uh, Keith Jones, Colin Pates, Keith Dublin, uh, and Eddie Ned Whiskey is the is the goalkeeper. Um, but it, but excited to playing well and and competing for the top three spots. There's no doubt about that. Um, and it's going to be difficult for us. Um, William McFall sends a. Um, an unchanged team, and he makes Darren Jackson the the, the substitute this time uh, uh, for for this game. Um, the uh, 
we don't expect anything out of this game. And lo and behold, that's typical of Newcastle. Um, they turn it on its head. Gordon Jury scores for Chelsea on 26 minutes. Andy Thomas scores on 41 minutes. So a 1-1. Second half, 69 minutes. Andy Thomas does it again. Then on 74 minutes, none other than Peter Beasley makes it 3-1. Points that I don't think anybody at St. James's Park or the fans thought we were going to get. It, 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 see, on, on the on the on the pools coupons, Chelsea, I would have think would have gone down as a banker. But but you know, typically in Castle, we we have a habit of turning things on 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 our heads. Uh, we're now um, at home to uh, West Ham United, um, and uh, this is this is uh, interesting because we ended the season last season with the farcical eight-one defeat at, at West Ham. So. Uh, everybody's hoping that we don't have that uh, that sort of debacle again. Twenty-two thousand at the game, and William McFall sends out a, an unchanged team with uh, Darren Jackson as the substitute, and uh, John uh, Lyle is the manager of West Ham, and their uh, talented team: Phil Parks, Tony Gale, Paul Hilton, Ray Stewart, uh, George Paris, Alan Dickens. Mark Ward, Alan Devonshire, Frank McNamee, Dane Scottish centre forward, and Tony Cotty, um, who always gives us trouble. Uh, however, they didn't give us any trouble this Saturday afternoon because on 30 minutes, Neil McDonald scores, 33, Andy Thomas scores, and it looks like it's going to settle the, after half time at 2 0 because there's um, nothing happening on then. On, suddenly, on, on 65 minutes, we we'll get to see a piece of why William McFall bought Darren Jackson. He scored a beautiful individual goal to make it three. And then just before the end, Andy Thomas scores his second and our fourth to make it a very comfortable victory, which uh, uh, could hear the audible sighs of relief, actually, when the third and fourth goals went in in the Gallagher corner because the, the, the memories of what had gone before at West Ham uh, weren't very pleasant ones, but four 0 win, and and we're moving in the right direction in the league. And uh, the goals for columns uh, starting to look uh, quite rich. And, and uh, uh, let's see uh, what happens now. Now the uh, um, next game is uh, um, what what they used to call in those days the full members cup, uh, and uh, this is our first venture into this one. And um, uh, we're drawn away at Everton. And, of course, they're, they're the champions. Um, this uh, it goes without saying it's going to be a difficult game. Um, and uh, a difficult game it is. Um, uh, seven, but we had the, the Merseyside as supporters. I was puzzled by this trophy as, as we are. Seven and a half thousand at Goodison Park for a match, and they're the league champions, which you know is it. I, I find that incredible, but uh, it says what people thought about this this new trophy, they weren't sure about it anyway. Howard Cowndle, still a manager, um, lots of big names in the Everton team Neville Southall and Goal, Dave Watson, Kevin Ratcliffe, Neil Adams, Kevin Sheedy, Trevor Stephen, uh, Paul Power, Adrian Heath, and Graham Sharp. Is uh, is the centre forward? Willie McFall has the luxury of selling a um, unchanged team, except he swaps um, 
he has to replace rather Paul Goddard, who's uh, injured, and he puts Darren Jackson in, and Paul Gascoigne uh, remains as uh, as a substitute. Um, we get off to a nightmare start. Four minutes, Kevin Sheedy scores. Six minutes, Graham Sharp scores. 21 minutes, Graham Sharp scores. 38 minutes, Graham Sharp scores. So in, in the space of half an hour, Graham Sharp's got a hat-trick. And we're going at half-time, 4-0 down. Um, and I think people are wondering if it's going to be a, a cricket score because it, that's the way it looked. It just, you know, Graham Sharp was just seemed to be unplayable. Um However, they come out after half time. More spirited at defence by Newcastle, and at least they're having a go. In fact, on 71 minutes, um, Andy Thomas scores a goal, and uh, people think, oh, 4 1, and they're playing well. But stuff had knocked out of them by Adrian Heath scoring uh, in the 77th minute to make it uh, 5 1. And then just before the end, Andy Thomas scores a second, but Everton run out. In the full men best cup, that's the end of our trip. Five goals to two, and uh, it's um, um, an unhappy venture into that. Um, it's yeah. uh, but it's uh, it's not uh, <laughs> it's it's our history in the, in these trophies. I'm afraid it's just, uh, just looking back at that uh, that four nil as well against West Ham, the game you just talked about. I'm sure. Um, you know, we've spoken about yeah. televised games. I'm sure that that was a one of the first televised league games on ITV. I, I, I might be wrong, but I mean, Newcastle, of course, against Liverpool in the FA Cup in, in 83, 84 yeah. was the first yeah. televised game. But I'm sure that that Newcastle-West Ham game was, was, was significant. Think, I'll have to try and find out why, but it was definitely significant. I think you're right. I think you're right. Was it not the first time tease uh, or something? Like I think that? it could have been. Yeah, it could have yeah, been the first yeah, time ITV yeah, televised a game, yeah, and yeah. no surprise to see the pick Newcastle, George. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely. Um, we're off to Charlton now after that uh, debacle at Everton. Um, Charlton's uh, um, not, a, not a side that's challenging for anything. In fact, they're going to be a side that's hanging on by their fingertails to stay, fingernails to stay there. Um, Lenny Lawrence, still a manager. Lenny Lawrence, a, a great character, a, a, a nice man actually, but a great character. Um, talk football forever. Um, um, and Charlton's team, had, you know, another one of these teams that picked up people who were on their way out, like Bob Boulder in goal, Mark Hazelwood and Peter Shirtcliffe in defence, Mark Stewart, Colin Walsh, John Pearson, and John, Jim Melrose uh, in the forward line. All 30 plus players who were looking for a, um, uh, a, a, a an easy way out, I think is, is how I would describe it, but still good players. Um, it's a game we should have something, something about we should have a chance to have a goal. Um, Willie McFall sends a, um, uh, um, an unchanged team and uh, with Darren Jackson in, in the squad as, as he had been for before. But Paul Goddard's back now as well. And uh, um, so he he's, uh, relegates uh, Cunningham to the to substitutes bench. Uh, tidy game, a, a reasonably good game at, at the Valley. Um, 7,333. Um, sorry, no, that... Get it right, George. Sellers Park. Um, that modernising the Valley and... Charlton go and share 
with Crystal Palace. It's yeah, I remember that. Sellers, Sellers Park. And this is this is one of the games. In fact, it might have been one of the first games of, of, when they played at Sellers Park. Anyway, it, it was the first one for us. Um, 7,300. Now, that's one of the things my memory says that Charlton suffered from. The Charlton fans were quite reluctant to go to Sellers Park. Um, it's a bit like us asking us to go down the road, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's about the same sort of distance. Yeah, anyway, um, uh, it, it was a tidy game. Uh, the the, the uh, Willie McFall's side uh, gave as good as they got. Um, an own goal on 44 minutes just before half time by Glenn Roder gives Charlton a 1 0 lead. And then something that the, the fans had been uh, waiting for both home and away was the the first goal from, from Paul Goddard. Uh, and on 80 minutes, he, he cracks the ball in from the edge of the penalty area to give us a, a 1 1 draw, which is. Uh, uh, much relieved, but takes a bit of pressure off the league position and and uh, uh, lifts the spirits a little bit, I think, is the best way to describe it. Um, so we're now back home and we're, and we're um, facing Nottingham Forest. Um, and uh, it's uh, nothing against the no no game against the Brian Clough teams is easy. And and this we don't think this one's going to be easy either. Um, Willie McFall's got the same uh, team, except the substitute. He, he's promoted another kid from the juniors, Anthony Nesbitt, um, and uh, he's he's the substitute this time. Um, Twenty six thousand at the at the game, and uh, Nottingham Forest still managed by Cluffy. Uh, he's got a Dutch goalkeeper now, Hans Segers. Uh, and then he's got uh, Gary Fleming, Stuart Pierce at left back. Who we get you know, Des Walker, a long time England centre half, eventually. Uh, Chris Fair, Cluffy and Bowie, Johnny Metgood, Neil Webb, Nigel Clough, the manager's son, Phil Starbuck, and on the left side, Franz Carr, who, who we get to know very well as well. Um, and it's it's a good game, it's a tidy football game, end to end stuff. Um, and uh, uh, 16 minutes, Kenny Wharton. Uh, gets a goal, and uh, um, you wouldn't be surprised if I said it was from a corner, would you, Steve? And yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just incredible. And uh, and and then uh, it looks like we're going in, but we don't go in at half time. We're just on half time. Phil Starbuck uh, equalizes for Forest, uh, and uh, second half come out, and it's end to end stuff. Very very nice tidy game, and. Uh, on 68 minutes, Andy Thomas puts him in the lead. Then on 85 minutes, Peter Beardsley makes it three. And, and I think we're going to, it's a comfortable right to the finish. Unfortunately, Franz Carr pops up just after Beardsley's goal and makes it three two. And from then on, it, it's it's back to the wall for Newcastle. It, it, it went five minutes of absolute bombardment from Forrest. Um, but we held out and, and, and ended up with a three two win. But a good game. I, rem- I can remember that being at that game and how much I enjoyed it uh, because uh, um, the one thing about Cluffy's teams that always tried to play football um, they weren't the sort of people who shut up shop um, although they famously did once uh, um, uh, what's now called Park the Bus I'm trying to where it was I think it was one of the one of the, the cha- European Champions League uh, semi-finals uh, yeah. they, they, they got accused of uh, destroying football because they had 10 men on the goal line almost um, 
so we now um uh having uh had uh went out uh Sheffield Wednesday after the Nottingham Forest game, we're away at the Sheffield Wednesday, and uh um the, these games are always quite tense between the two. They give her a tough time at St James's Park, so we know it's going to be tough at uh, at Hillsborough. Twenty nine thousand at the game. Howard Wilkinson still their manager. Team almost unchanged from the one that we played at St James's. Hodge, Bradshaw, Sterling, Paul Hart, uh, Glenn Snowden, Nigel Worthington, uh, Gary Mexon, uh, Gary Shelton, and Lee Chapman as the big blonde centre forward, and. Uh, and Serge Jonsson uh, is a Danish player that the Howard Wilkinson's brought in. Um, William McFall has the luxury of selling down a, an unchanged team uh, if they hope of getting something out of this game. Um, it's a decent enough game, but stuff are knocked out of it in first half hour. Lee Chapman had a rubber corner on 12 minutes. Cole Brad, Bradshaw slides one in from another corner and uh, we're 2-0 down at half time. And that's the way it stayed. Sheffield just hung on to it, and we we never actually did look like we would we would get into that game, which is uh, quite disappointing. But uh, um, so we come home now to a, a home game against the champions against Everton, uh, and uh, we uh, we know this is a tough one. Thirty five thousand at the game, which tells you what the, 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 that it was a special game where they've been the champions. William McFall has the has the uh, is able to put out an unchanged team again, and uh, um, Howard Kendall comes with a with a similarly with a, with an unchanged team. Southall, Stevens, Watson, Radcliffe, Harper, um, Poynton, Sheedy, Stephen, Paul Power, Adrian Heath, and Graham Sharp, um, and uh, we know it's going to be tough. Well, it was tougher than tough because they they give us the run around. Uh, Paul Power on 23 minutes scored. Trevor Stephen on 54 and 59 minutes. And then 82 minutes, Adrian Heath just caps off the score. And, and uh, it's uh, um, 4-0 win to Everton. Interesting comment I'll make is, is that the referee is is someone who, who I've met before. Ken Lupton, he's from Stockton. Now, I wonder what these days would be said if we were playing at St James's and we were playing one of the top six at St James's and the referee was from Stockton. I don't think that would go down too well. Anyway, a 4-0 four, four loss. 4-0 loss was uh, was the result. So having a local referee didn't didn't do much for us, unfortunately. Um, so we, we, we're now off to Watford for the away part of uh, the league against Watford. And... Uh, People were now looking over our shoulder at this league because we're we're in the wrong end and, and uh, a couple more defeats and we're, we're not just going to be in the wrong end. We're going to be bouncing along the bottom. Um, Eighteen thousand at the game. Uh, Graham Taylor, their manager, he's got all the stars in the in the game: Tony Corton, Bardsley, McClellan, Rostron, Jack Ed Porter, Richardson, John Barnes, Mark Falco, Willie McFall got the luxury of. Uh, Sending an unchanged team out again. Um, a good, good game uh, of football, but destroyed for us in the first 10 minutes by a piece of sublime skill from none other than John Barnes. 
right through the defence and bangs the ball past uh, uh, Martin Thomas and, and 1-0. And that's the way it stayed. We, we, we never looked like breaking them down. And um, apart from Maisie runs by um, uh, um, John Barnes, um, there was uh, they weren't going to score either. So, but uh, but uh, um, a game which uh, has uh, um, nothing special for us, other, other than the fact that Barnes was really on form. So we're on a Thursday night uh, now, and, and we're, we're at uh, at Old Trafford to be playing um, Manchester United, and uh, again we're, we're really are getting a hard run of fixtures um uh, it, it, this part of the season um 43 and a half thousand at old trafford um sir alex ferguson now their um their, their manager um uh, big stars on the team chris turner kevin moran uh, Mike Jukesbury, Colin Gibson, Liam O'Brien is a name that we 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 know very well up here. Jesper Olsen, Gordon Strachan, Norman Whiteside, Frank Stevenson, and Peter Davenport—all uh, talented players. Uh, Willie McFall has uh, again uh, the luxury of selling an unchanged team. Ian Stewart's now the substitute on 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 the the team, and halfway through the second half, he has to come on for Paul Stevenson. So, get off to a nightmare start. Own goal from uh, uh, David McCreary. Um, Norman Whiteside on nine minutes makes it two. Um, fortunately, Darren Jackson scores on 20. They make it 2-1. And uh, after half time, um, it was just a uh, Jasper Olsen show. This Danish lad really... Uh, took the match by the scruff of the neck and laid one on for Frank Stapleton and then scored one himself. So we come away with a 4-1 defeat um, and it was uh, um, not a very pleasant defeat. It, we, really, we really never looked like getting into this game at all. Um, so 4-1 loss. And we're now actually bumping along the bottom two. Uh, that, that's how bad this run of results has been. And we're, we're, we're certainly um, uh, need some uplift, need some uplift. So we're now at home to uh, Coventry City and uh, everybody's hoping that uh, let's uh, get the show on the road. Otherwise, we're in trouble. 22,300 at the game. And Willie McFall again um, uh, sends out what uh, is a basically an unchanged team, bar one. Because he's now bought Peter Jackson from Bradford, a uh, very good centre half, and um, not the best footballer that we've had at Newcastle, but a, another hundred percent. You know, he, he always give give his absolute best, and him and Glenn Roder made quite a decent partnership. Um, so he, he's in the team, and just to add to the changes, uh, Winnie McFall's promoted another junior, Jeff Wrightson comes in from. The juniors to get a professional contract and he's straight into the team uh and uh i applaud uh, applaud him for that uh Coventry city george curtis the manager ex full old fullback um all the uh the old pros in the team but brian kilkline still a center black center back nicky pickering dave bennett cyril regis um uh in the side 
to give us trouble and trouble they gave us. Um, on one minute, um, Dave Bennett sneaks in for a corner and they won the look. And then after half time, Cyril Regis, um, how can I say, um, bullies a goal off the corner. He, he, he just uses his physical strength to uh, to upset Martin Thomas and uh, and Kenny Wharton on the on the goal line, and it's two uh, 0 and uh, we think well that that's it. But uh, Neil Macdonald managed to pull back one on eighty four minutes and two uh, one. But um, despite the huffing and the puffing, we never looked like getting an, getting an equaliser. Um, it was a, it was going to be a loss. So we we're now um, at home to Northampton in the FA Cup third round. Uh, and uh, 23,000 at the game. Uh, Willie McFall's got the luxury of an unchanged team. Um, Graham Carr is the uh, uh, manager of Northampton Town. Now, we know Graham Carr because he came our, became our uh, chief scout for a long time, especially in Europe, in France. He yeah, reputed for sending us a lot of the a lot of the French lads that they've been through to Newcastle. And, of course, the father of the comedian Alan Carr. Um, and uh, Northampton, um, not the best side in the world, but got some uh, tidy players who are um, ex-first uh, uh, division players like uh, uh, Trevor Morley from, from, from West Ham and Ricky Hill uh, and uh, Eddie McGoldrick, um, John Miller, Keith... Macpherson, all uh, tidy players in the day, but uh, that being said, they shouldn't trouble us. It's it's it, it's a straightforward um, first division against uh, second division, and uh, um, and they're not the best team in the division anyway. So we we get off to a flying start, and Paul Goddard on three minutes puts us one nil in the lead, and then uh, proceeding along after half time, it looked like we're going drifts nicely through to the next round when uh, Richard Hill, one of the old hands in Northampton's for, forward line, from a corner makes it 1-1. And uh, we're now all the fingernails are getting bitten in the Gallagher corner, and remember that. Uh, but then Andy Thomas, just one minute later, on 68 minutes, sneaks in and uh, gets a nice drive in the bottom left-hand corner of the net and makes it 2-1. So we, we get through that round. Uh, of the FA Cup, the third round on on a two one victory over Northampton, which is absolutely great. Um, we're now off to uh, to Anfield for for the um, a game against uh, Liverpool. Um, we know this is not going to be easy, but uh, um, nonetheless, everybody hopes they'll have a go. Thirty nine thousand in Anfield, and Kenny Dalglish is the manager in the the, the list of players in that team uh, is Grobler, Hansen, Lawrenson, Barry Venison, Gary Gillespie, Jan Molby, John Walk, Ronnie Whelan, Craig Johnson, Paul Walsh, Walsh and Ian Rush. And, uh, well, it's it just uh, a team of all talents and, and, uh, and uh, charging, charging around at the top rather than at the bottom. Um, Willie McFall has a, an unchanged team. Um, and uh, hopes that uh, that settled team will do something. Well, uh, they don't really. We good first half. Give as good as we got in the first half. And then on fifty three minutes, Paul Walsh scores, and then just to tie it up, seventy eight minutes, Ian Rush scores. And after that, um, 
we just weren't in the game. It, you know, became a um, a stroll for Liverpool to, to a two nil two nil victory. So we're now at the fourth round of the FA Cup, and we draw Preston North End. Um, and uh, well, again, they're, they're a lower division team. We shouldn't have any trouble with these. It, it's amazing how the cup brings Newcastle fans out, though. We're now up to thirty-one thousand at this game uh, after we just had a beaten at Liverpool. You know, it it usually goes down after a defeat like that. Well, because it's the FA Cup and we've already got the third round. Here we are at the fourth round, and uh, thirty-one thousand at the game. Willie McFall's got an unchanged team, nice settled team, and uh, Preston North End come with uh, their team, and their manager is somebody we know very well, called John McGrath, and uh, um, Alan Kelly uh, is is someone else that we know because he's uh, got a relative playing playing for Newcastle United. Um, Bob McNeil, Michael Bennett, Bob Atkins, Alex Jones, and then a name which sticks out like a sore thumb, Sam Allardyce playing for Preston North End. Uh, Les Chapman. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> for, for for lots of reasons. Yeah. Um, and Gary Brazil and, uh, and Nigel Jemson. Um, tidy side, but a one that we should beat them and beat them we do. Um, it's uh, it's our first half, I've got to say, though. Nil nil, and after half time, um, it uh, um, it was uh, Paul Goddard uh, took the game by the scruff of the neck, um, and uh, laid a one on from a corner uh, from a, a corner for Glenn Roder a knockdown, and then uh, on seventy on sixty two minutes, then on seventy seven he scored the second one himself, Paul Goddard to uh, give us the through passage through to the fifth round of the FA Cup. Uh, and that's always an exciting time for, for Newcastle United to think we're going to do something. Um, and the next game is a, is a home game uh, against uh, Luton Town. Um, they'll give us a hard game at Kenilworth Road. Uh, and uh, although, though they're not up there um, fighting for titles, they're the middle of the road side and got some decent players. 22,000 at the game. And... Uh, uh, William McFall sends out a team with only one change, and that's uh, David McQuarrie is has got a slight knock and goes to substitute, and Darren Jackson uh, comes in in place of him, and uh, then it, well, he also introduces a new uh, lad from Scotland called Albert Craig, and uh, he, my memory Albert is is that. He played some decent football, but he was a bit light on the ball. Um, he got he got knocked off the ball far too easily. Otherwise, I think he could have could have had a, career, a good career at Newcastle. But because the fans certainly liked his style, uh, but he, he just was too light, you know, and uh, got easily knocked off. Anyway, we we go into this FA Cup, um, sorry, into this league game uh, with uh, the hope of beating Luton. Uh, well, we, we get afraid because in 12 minutes, Ashley Grimes scores uh, for Luton. And uh, um, what that just simply does is seems to wake Newcastle up because within a minute, we've got a corner and Peter Jackson heads a goal in, equaliser from a corner. Then in another 10 minutes, Paul Goddard um, scores a, a blinder of a goal, um, a, a thundering drive from the edge of the penalty area. 
uh, uh, to make it 2-1. Everybody's thinking we're coasting to a nice 2-1 win. Well, um, Luton have a, a different idea about that. And uh, Nick Harford, who uh, we get to know quite well, uh, manages to slip in an equaliser on 78 minutes. So we, we get a point at least, but still not enough because we're, as I said earlier, we're, we're now bouncing along the bottom end of the league and, and, and uh, just keeping my head above water, as it were. Um, so we now, um, uh, now at uh, Luton and we're way to QPR, which isn't a, um, a happy hunting ground for at all. Um, so we go to, we go to, to QPR and uh, 10,700 at the game. Uh, Jim Smith, still a manager, and a team of all talents, David Seaman, Terry Fennick, Clive Walker, uh, Martin Allen, Wayne Faraday, Gary Bannistan, Johnny Byrne, all talented players. Willie McFall sends out a, um, uh, an unchanged team. He keeps Albert Craig in the side, and uh, um, he tries um, an experiment in this game, which... Uh, didn't come off really. He, he tried a third centre back. He brought, he left Roder and Jackson in, and he brought Kevin Scott in as well. Um, uh, but uh, obviously trying to bolster the defence because we're, we're leaking goals like a serve and we're not in the right place in the league. And it seems as though it might work because on 63 minutes, having had a dreadful first half, on 63 minutes, Paul Goddard puts you in the lead. And people think, well, okay, this this could be this could be working, but. Piece of skill from Johnny Byrne, Byrne I sent a forward of QPR on 70 minutes and as an equaliser. 75 minutes, Mike Villery adds a second and it's 2-1 and that's the way it stays to the end. So we're, we're now actually in the bottom two. That result actually puts us in the bottom two. And uh, we... Uh, um, desperate is, is a word... I don't make the use, but that's what we are. That's what we are. We're desperate. Uh, and, of course, uh, um, to make things even more desperate, when X Games in a way game at Tottenham, uh, who, who are riding high, 38,000 at the game, uh, um, uh, with uh, David Pleat still a manager, uh, and they've still got a team of all talents with... Uh, um, Ray Clements, Danny Thomas, Richard Goff, Gary Mabbitt, Paul Allen, Ozzy Ordelis, Glenn Hoddle, Chris Waddle, Steve Hodge, and Clive Allen. Um, it's a, it's a, a, a more than tidy side who are playing well. Willie McFall has the uh, the luxury of, a, of an unchanged team again. Uh, no, sorry, he doesn't. He, McCreary is now fit again, and he comes in and Kevin Scott stands down the... the he seems to have abandoned the, the experiment with three centre-halves. Um, game first half is fairly even, except on 20 minutes, Clive Allen uh, knocks in a penalty after none other than uh, uh, Glenn Roder uh, brings down um, Chris Waddle <laughs> in the penalty area and and they get a penalty and uh, Clive Allen scores it. And that's the way it's at the end. Newcastle at least did give a go, have a go at this. Because uh, it could have been, a, it could have been a disaster, but it wasn't. Um, and uh, that, like credit for um, 
having a, having a go at it uh, it uh, Tottenham. Um, And uh, we're now now at Wimbledon. Um, it's uh, uh, not the uh, not the uh, uh, best uh, um, place to go after a visit to Tottenham. You're still in London. Actually, I, what I've missed missed saying was that the Tottenham game, of course, was the FA Cup fifth round. Ah, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, Is that the infamous one, George, where there was a crowd uh, surge? There was, yes, yes, ah, there was, yes. yes. And uh, um, I just uh, slipped me, me memory there that that was a cup match. It wasn't a... Uh, and I, I was trying to work out why there was so many away games altogether. And that yes. was it, because the, the cup game was drawn away as well. Uh, and uh, But it, it, they, they give it a go, but uh, it, 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 it wasn't it wasn't to be. It wasn't to be. Anyway, we're now away again at, at Wimbledon and... Uh, Another tough game, and uh, um, Dave Bassett's the manager. Um, eight six thousand seven hundred at the game. I mean, six thousand seven hundred at a first division game just uh, blows my mind. It does. Never mind. Uh, Dave Bassett, Kevin Gage, Mark Morris, Nigel Winterburn, and then uh, um, Vinnie Jones, uh, infamous Vinnie Jones, Brian Gale, Laurie Sanchez, Glenn Hodges. Wally Downs, Wally Downs, uh, Andy Sear and Alan Cork. Wally Downs, I, I hesitated with that name, is because he's a, he's a, a trainer for various teams in the London area, particularly Crystal Palace at the moment, I think. Uh, he supports uh, Roy Hodgson. And over the years, he's, I mean, he's a good age. Over the years, when he's been a trainer on, on the bench, he causes, he causes more trouble in the dugout than players on the field do. If if there's a scrap at the side lane when when he's on around the place, you guarantees he's he's in the thick of it, and and he seems to have a a particular um, dislike of Newcastle United. No, some of the scraps he's had with our our training staff are legend, but uh, and, and there he is on the field. I don't I don't I don't know what he was like on the field, but but of course at Wimbledon they were all mad, weren't they? <laughs> um, anyway, we we go to Wimbledon with an unchanged team. Um, unchanged or not, didn't do any good because within 15 minutes, um, Andy Sears put them 1 0 in the lead. We get a bit of hope when Beardsley on 52 minutes equalizes, but within less than a minute, Andy Sears makes it 2 1. 68th minute, Andy Sears makes it 3 1. So it's uh, Andy Sears hat trick and a 3 1 win to, to, to Wimbledon. And we're now, we're now uh, one defeat away from actually being on the bottom. Of the league, uh, which is uh, frightening to put it mildly. We're at home to Aston Villa next, and uh, um, used to having good games with Villa. Twenty-one thousand at the game, considering how poor the results have been, and the fact that we're bottom of the league. Twenty-one thousand is not a bad, not a bad crowd. And uh, Willie McFall very uh, loyally. Um, uh, plays uh, an almost unchanged team. The only difference is that he brings in Joe Allen for Darren Jackson. And uh, um, Billy McNeil's manager of Aston Villa still, and he, he has a team of quite talented players, some very talented players. Nigel Spink at goal, um, Paul Elliott at centre-half, at the centre-back, uh, and Martin Martin Kewen, who, who made his name really at Arsenal. And uh, um, uh, as 
now regular uh, TV pundit as, as well. Um, his his famous uh, claim is, of course, he was a member of the Invincibles and got all the medals, but never actually played more than two games. But no, I mean, um, Tony DiRigo, uh, Steve Hunt, Tony Daly and Gary Thompson, a talented team. Uh, so, so we're going to have to have a go to get this one. Well, uh, we, we, we do have a go and within 10 minutes. Tony Cunningham put one up from a header from a corner and uh, we think it's going well. Then just before half time, uh, Tony Daly sneaks in to get an equaliser for Villa. So it's 1 1. And as the game's progressing, um, people are getting uh, very restless in the Gallagher corner. But uh, Peter Beardsley turns up with one of his solo runs and bang, makes it 2 1. So we, we get a, a, a victory which um, doesn't take you off the bottom of the league, but at least it, uh, it stems the tide, should we say. Um, and. Uh, uh, takes us to a, a position where another win, uh, and and we'd be would be heading up the league again. Um, so it's going to be tough to do that though, because our next game's away at the Manchester City, um, and uh, they don't give anything away. However, um, uh, twenty three thousand at the game, and and uh, uh, Jimmy Frizzle's their their, their manager, um, and they have their team of all talents there with the. Uh, Redmond Simpson, Clemens Mick McCarthy, Paul Stewart, um, Emery Verardi, of course, has now changed to uh, Manchester City from Sheffield Wednesday. He's, he's moved around a bit since he left us. And David White on the wing. Um, and uh, Willie McFall um, has a, um, an unchanged team uh, with Darren Jackson sitting on the uh, subs bench. Uh, and he has to come on for Paul Goddard halfway through the second half because Paul gets a knock. Um, a good uh, battle between Manchester City and Newcastle. Um, it, uh, conditions aren't the best. It's very wet. And Main Road, when it's very wet, um, it's like a ploughed field. I mean, literally like a ploughed field. Uh, so it, it, what were the conditions underfoot and... and uh, Made so wet, it, it nil nil almost seemed inevitable, and it was nil nil. Nobody looked like they were going to score. Um, the only thing that was going to happen was the ball was going to get stuck in the mud. Um, so nil nil, but but for us, um, that nil nil, um, gives us the opportunity to just just inch off the bottom of the league. Uh, and, and we're 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 um, it's looking it's looking it's looking better, but uh, still going to have some work to do. Home game isn't an easy one to come after that. Tottenham again, another team that's challenging at the top. 30,700 at the game, that gives you an indication how much the the, the, the Geordies think of Tottenham's football. Um, Willie McFall's got a, an unchanged team. He has Paul Goddard's uh, fit again and Tony Cunningham sits onto the, onto the, the um, uh, subs bench. David Pleat's still Tottenham manager and brings his very talented team uh, to St James's. Guff, Thomas, Ray Clements, Richard Guff, Michael Thomas, Mitchell Thomas, sorry, Gary Mabbitt, Gary Stevens, Paul Allen, Ozzy Ordelis, the Argentinian, Glenn Hoddle, Steve Hodge, Chris Waddle and Clive Allen. And uh, it looks like we're in trouble in 10 minutes because by then Glenn Hoddle scored on nine. Um, beautiful goal. And uh, everybody's uh, 
well, the nerves are jangling in the in the in the Gallagher corner. I know that because uh, it's where where I would be with my family. Uh, and then on just as we're thinking, it's uh, another defeat. Um, a piece of uh, real skill from Paul Goddard, individual skill, and a nice long drive, and he gets the equaliser. So he and that's where we stay. Credit to Woody McFall and his team. They didn't just sit there though. They did have a go at Tottenham and try and get the winner. Well, they needed they needed if they could, because we're, we're league positions dire. Um, but a good goal for by Paul Goddard, and uh, at least that's another point which just temporarily takes us out of the uh, out of the bottom bottom two, um, off the bottom of the league and, and up, uh, into, into a safe, relatively, well, not safe, but safer place. Um, and and now uh, we're, we're at, uh, at home to... Uh, Southampton, um, and uh, there's a flurry uh, of programs now as well. I mean, people are yes. watching this thing and has Steve fallen asleep? But actually, oh, George and I both looked for programs, and there yeah. was just a shortage of them online. Yeah, I tell you what, George, yes, I'm going to go right. before we look at the Southampton game. I'm going to go to the ads. You go get the phone. Oh. Big thanks to all our sponsors: Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks also to Mr. Vicky Sources, Handmade in Cumbria. If you want to order some, then you can go to their website, mrvickies.co.uk or telephone 01768 Thanks also to New Workwear. Uh, they were set up in 2018 and they are an agile and dedicated workwear provider you can find them at their website newworkwear.com thanks to media arts as well for all the help with the video side of things if you want to subscribe to the channel hit the subscribe button under this video hit the thumb up to like the video and click share to share to your other social media we're also available as a podcast on your podcast providers such as itunes and spotify if you'd like to take out a cult membership which means you get a cup a pen, a membership card, a scarf, an entry into the monthly draw, and put your smartphone over this QR code now. It'll take you straight to the site. You can set up and pay a one-off fee of £25. Alternatively, go to nufcmatters.com and check for membership. If you're a subscriber, you can apply for a free car sticker. Just email john at nufcmatters.com to claim yours today. The new Shearer raffle is up and running, 150 tickets, a pound a ticket to win a limited edition Alan Shearer signed ball. Enter now at nufcmatters.com. We've got a couple of events coming up. Newcastle United question and answer live with Liam Kennedy, Jordan Cronin and Dominic Skur from Newcastle World and the Shields Gazette. In association with NUFC Matters, takes place at the Tyneside Irish Centre, 11th of August at 7pm and tickets are a fiver. Christmas event will be with Frank Clark and John Gibson, Thursday, December the 7th at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets are £15 from nufcmatters.com. And Waddle Keegan and Beardsley, the class of 84, with special guests, takes place at the Tyne Theatre and Opera House on Westcote Road in Newcastle on Thursday, January the 25th. Tickets are available direct from the theatre, 844 or go to their website for further details. And don't forget, starting on the 7th of August, you will be able to hear myself, Steve Wraith, on the Northeast Footy Breakfast. 
this comes to you in association with the Toon Radio. Seven o'clock till nine o'clock, five days a week. Check out the Facebook for more details. Okay, before the break, we uh, were looking at the uh, 86-87 season and uh, we had got to Southampton at home. Southampton at home, yeah. And uh, Southampton had given them a, a really a, a hard game down there and they weren't going to be easy here either. But uh, we're desperate now. We're, we're, we're struggling to get off the bottom of the league and uh, um, the, the team... Willie McFall gets the team to give it a go. I think it's the best way to describe it. And he, he feels an unchanged team with 23,000 at the game. And a Southampton team of, of, of all-stars, Chris Nichols, the manager still, you know, Peter Shilton, Mark Wright, Kevin Bond, Dave Onso, uh, Gary Glenn Cockrell, Jimmy Craze, George Lawrence, Andy Townsend. And now Matt Letizia is actually in the team, uh, having just been a substitute when we were down there. And Danny Wallace, and uh, um, it's it, we, we are, people anticipate a tough game, but um, it was a good game, uh, but we, we went through it quite well. Uh, and the star of the game was uh, was Paul Gascoigne. Um, Paul Gascoigne uh, took the thing by the scruff of the, scruff of the neck and and uh, uh, laid a goal on for Paul Goddard on 22 minutes, and then uh, the, the uh, um, uh, a second. Uh, followed just before half time, so we went in two 0 at half time, and that's how it stayed. Southampton never looked like they were going to score. Uh, even even Matt Letizia didn't look like he was ever going to score, because he it, normally he's a he's a death knell for us. Um, but uh, it was a tidy win, but a, a, a good win and, and an important win because we're now actually are off the bottom of the league and and heading in the right direction. Um, so we um, then. Have another home game. We have a series of home games, which I don't know how the fixtures ended. I think it's because of earlier in the year with the bad weather, there'd been some postponements and the fixtures had been moved. It's so where we ended up with three home games in uh, on a, a Wednesday was Tottenham, Saturday Southampton, and this is the next week Saturday, and it's Leicester, Leicester at home. Always a tidy, tidy side. Always a, a, a good game of football, if nothing else. Um, but we want more than a good game of football. We want to win. And uh, again, McFall seems to have talked them into having a go, and that's exactly what they do. 24,000 at the game, so the, the crowd's beginning to believe that they're going to do something. Um, and within four minutes, Kenny Wharton scored a goal. Um, not ahead of his time. It was, it was, a, it was a, a tap in from, from a, a knockdown. Um, and then uh, in six minutes, none other than Paul Goddard comes in with the second one. And uh, that's how it stayed. And whatever um, Leicester tried to do, they couldn't do it. And, and we certainly didn't look like we're going to add to the to the to the our, our score list. Um, Leicester managed by Brian Hamilton, the the, the mercurial Irish uh, forward, uh, but a, but a talented side with uh, ex uh, lots of ex Ipswich players: Russell Osman, Mark Venus, um, Gary McAllister from from Manchester United, of course, um, and. Uh, um, Alan Smith, the ex-Arsenal centre forward. But it didn't matter. They, they, they weren't going to beat with that day. It was 2-0 and, and uh, we're actually well and truly off well, well, we're off the bottom is, is, uh, is, is, is the next thing. And yet another home game on the Wednesday against Norwich City. And uh, um, 
bear in mind that when we went to Norwich, they they, they turned us over well and truly. 25,000 at the game now, and the, the crowd obviously wants to get behind the team in, the, in their fight for uh, survival. And uh, Willie McFall's got the, the the benefit of playing an unchanged team. Darren Jackson comes back as, as substitute. Um, Norwich uh, have uh, Ken Brown as their manager, and Almost identical team that, that that played this when we went down there with uh, um, Steve Bruce and the centre back, of course, Mike Phelan from Manchester United, ex Manchester United, um, Robert Rosario um, in in the forwards. But then this forward that the bought from Grimsy, Kevin Drinkill, who's a nightmare for us, always a nightmare. Uh, and uh, so he proves uh, 16 minutes and uh, uh, we're 1 0 down thanks to Kevin Drinkill. And it looks as though that Norwich are going to give us a hard bit a hard break. But uh, on 40 minutes, Paul Goddard scores the equaliser. 62, Paul Gascoigne scores. 79, 78 minutes, Neil McDonald with a penalty. And then on 88 minutes, Darren Jackson comes on a substitute for David McCreary and scores the fourth. So a 4-1 win against uh, Norwich. And uh, not only does that lift we're off the bottom to out the bottom altogether, well away from the bottom, it does a goal difference a pile of good as well uh, to get four in because our, our defensive record has been pretty abys abysmal up to now. Um, so we now go away after four games at home um, to uh, Oxford United. Um, and uh, uh, people think, well, gosh, this is... This is um, Important, important enough to, to to try and have a go at this one, and have a go they did is 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 uh, my memory of it. Um, Morris Evans is the man, manager. Steve Hardwick's the, the goalkeeper. John John Truick and and Kevin Brock, our ex midfielders, are in the side. They've got Dean Saunders now as well, and Ray Houghton from from Liverpool. So a tidy side, um, and uh, but it's uh, it's. Paul Goddard, who makes the difference on 39 minutes, he opens the scoring and we go in at half-time 1-0 up. Um, people are hoping that that's how it'll stay, but on 80 minutes, um, uh, John Dreyer um, of, of Oxford scores an equaliser. But that's the way it stays, 1-1, and, and we get another another point towards the claim in the table. Um, and uh, uh, thank goodness for that, because we're we're in we're in dire straits, really dire straits, and it's uh, next is a, another away game, a tough away game um, uh, against Arsenal, who are who are one of the the the, uh, the challengers, and everybody thinks we'll be looking to get away with this if we're not getting a getting a shellacking. Well, we go to Highbury, uh, eighteen thousand in the at Highbury, which isn't a brilliant crowd. Um, for for a team like Arsenal, anyway, George Graham has his team of talents on: Lukic, Viv Anderson, Michael Thomas, Steve Williams, David David O'Leary, Tony Adams, David Rowcastle, um, uh, Paul Davis, Perry Groves, Charlie Nicholas, Martin Hayes. The substitutes Graham Ricks, uh, and he gets on for Rowcastle in the second half. Is Graham Ricks is a talented player, has, has a very good career. Um, and Willie McFall has the the, the uh, pleasure of sending a, a, an unchanged team out. He keeps Paul Stevenson in the the youngsters. He, he Darren Jackson's still in, and uh, 
well, basically Newcastle uh, have a go, um, and and Arsenal clearly uncomfortable. And on twenty nine minutes, uh, another Paul Goddard goal gets uh, gets us off to a flying start. Um, after that, it was backs to the wall, but backs to the wall or not, um, they held on, and that was a one nil win at um, uh, at Arsenal. A one a win at Highbury that was never ever expected, and not only are we now out of the relegation. Uh, slots were actually sliding a little way up the league, which is uh, which is re- refreshing. We're now at home to Manchester United, and uh, um, this is a game which, uh, even in the wildest dreams, Newcastle fans know it's not going to be easy. But uh, it's uh, a good game. 33,000 in the, in the crowd, uh, which uh, tells you more about the opposition as much as it does about us. So Alex Ferguson, obviously, is the manager, brings his team of talents uh, it, it to uh, uh, to St. James's, which includes Liam O'Brien, who, who comes to us. And uh, uh, Willie McFall's got a, an unchanged team. Uh, Andy Thomas is the, is the substitute. And uh, it's a good game. Uh, end-to-end stuff. Um, Woodward getting battered at both ends, and then, but on twelve minutes, uh, Glenn Roder takes a a knockdown from uh, uh, Paul Goddard, and 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 we're one 0 up, and uh, everybody's quite happy about that. We're more than happy, but unfortunately, a little man called Gordon Strachan, who's playing for Manchester United, nips in uh, to get them an equaliser on just before the half time whistle, and uh, people think that. Uh, well, if it stays like this, at least we'll get a point. Well, they needn't have worried. And and there's that's uh, Paul Goddard, I think. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, you can see by the waving hands what he's done. He's scored a goal. And uh, it's the winning goal on 80 minutes. And uh, um, yet another Goddard goal winning a match. And... Uh, um, a two-one win against Manchester United at any time would be would be great, but on this particular time when we're desperate for points, uh, it, it's absolutely fantastic. I think we're the now... amazing thing about that people people younger fans looking at that will be going, "Well, where's that?" <laughs> oh yes, like Newcastle. Yes. Well, no, of course, behind behind the, the the referee who I think is Keith Hackett, yes, um, and and Mark Hughes uh, who's lying on the ground is uh, the benches, the East Stand benches. And, yes, and behind yeah. them are the very, very first executive boxes that Newcastle That's United right. had. So it's That's uh, right. it's quite a unique shot, that. And yeah. um, Paul Goddard, of course, as you say, just uh, you know, really, really hit the ground running at Newcastle in that little period, didn't he? I mean, I think he yeah. broke, at the time, the club record, which was seven goals in seven games. He did. And, and, and that's why I, that was my, why I made that comment at the beginning about managers signing crucial players, you know, for crucial signings. And that, that's the one that sticks in my mind because without his seven goals, uh, relegation staying in the face. You know, there's no doubt about that. Uh, anyway, we're now off to Everton and uh, the champions aren't going to make it easy for the, for us and, and they don't. Uh, unchanged team, but irrelevant to, to some extent because uh, 40, 44,000 in Goodison Park in Everton just on song. Um, Howard Candle picks his, his usual strong team, and uh, they are just too strong for us. They got a young forward called Wayne Clark come in, and he scores a hat trick. 
um, 49 minutes, 82 minutes and 90 minutes. And we re really, a game we were never, ever in. Uh, halted our progress up the league, but still hasn't plunged in anything like the bad situation we were in uh, beforehand. And uh, we then have to go home to face the Chelsea team, who, who are uh, still in a position to start challenging for something. Um, we uh, fortunately, again, uh, Willie McFall's got a, an unchanged team to call on. Uh, John Hollands brings his uh, stars from Chelsea, and uh, um, they got a, a new man called Nicky Hazard, who's creating lots of interest. And uh, Gordon Jury's joined Kerry Dixon, a very dangerous partnership up front. Uh, and uh, people are expecting twenty-two thousand at the game. Are expecting all sorts of things. Well, um, what they what they got was uh, um, a good end-to-end -end sort of game with the first half. Uh, of uh, no goals at all. Then on 71 minutes, none other than Paul Goddard again scores the winning goal on 71 minutes. Then we get a 1-0 win against Chelsea, which again pushes us just that little bit further away from the, the trouble at the bottom of the of the league. We're then off to West Ham for a away game at West Ham. And uh, um, not sure we're going to get anything out of this because West Ham are playing well. 18,000 at uh, Upton Park. Um, Willie McFall sends uh, uh, an unchanged team, but with Albert Craig as the, as the substitute, and he comes on for Darren Jackson halfway through the second half. Um, but uh, we give them a fright. Six minutes, there's a penalty, and Neil McDonald sticks it away. And I've got to say, Newcastle dig their heels in and, and really give it a go. And look as though they're going to get away with a, with a, with a super win. But on 85 minutes, Mark Ward pops in and scores an equaliser for West Ham and, and, and makes it 1-1. And uh, everybody's, uh, well, cut a hoop with that. Uh, but uh, um, it, it's an unexpected one, and, and that, that makes it all the more enjoyable. So we now come home to a game against Charlton Athletic, who were beaten at Charlton... Um, so everybody thinks after those run of good results, well, we're going to get a three, two points out of this, all right, no bother. 27,000 at the game. Uh, well, what a surprise they got. Willie McFall's unchanged team goes out and Lenny Lawrence sends his unchanged team out and Newcastle United are taken apart by a young man called Garth Crooks, the left winger, and he just tore Newcastle apart. And by half-time, Miller and Crooks had scored to make it 2-0. And then just after half-time, Carl Leyburn made it 3-0. And that's how Charlton finished the match in the lead 3-0. But by now we're safe. You know, there's no, no panic. And the last game of the season is against Nottingham Forest away. And uh, uh, Willie McFall sends an unchanged team with Alan Davis as the sub. Brian Clough's team... Um, is uh, his star of all talents again. Um, and they're playing quite well, but they're not, not challenging. Um, <clears throat> 18,000 at the city ground. And uh, 41 minutes, Stuart Pierce slams a penalty in, as he, as he did uh, after a handball by John Anderson. Uh, um, Colin Foster adds a second uh, just before half-time. So they're 2-0 up. But after the, after the uh, half-time, Paul Gascoigne gets involved in the game in a big way, 
and uh, eventually scores on 70 minutes. And then after that, it's it's Forrest backs to the wall because Newcastle really, really do give them a, give them a game. And uh, we, we end our season at uh, at Nottingham Forest. Um, a t- touchy season, uh, to, to put it mildly. We could easily have made a mistake, but um, we ended up 17th. But when you reckon that before that run of Goddard's goals, we were bottom. Uh, we weren't. <laughs> we were out and, and done. And yet there, there was Paul Goddard come to a rescue, and uh, uh, turned out to be a, an enormous signing. Um, Forty-seven games. We we used twenty-seven players, which isn't bad. Um, but uh, um, high, a huge sigh of relief. Is to put it mildly, and some nice pictures there. Yes, of uh, of, of Newcastle and uh, and the squad and, and and the manager. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great stuff, mate. Great memories, and yeah, uh, yeah I remember that season um, as if it was yesterday. You know the well, uh, the amazing run of Paul Goddard will always stay in my mind, and you couldn't well, be yes. thankful for him. And I think that West Ham televised game, although that wasn't the start of the run, that that really epitomised. What was in this squad, and I think we yes, yeah. must have looked at that performance four nil in, in you know in front of the TV cameras. And must have thought, you know, I can get something out of these lads, and it wouldn't be the first time that he would do that. And that that little no, run, no. as no. you say, and, and purchasing Paul Goddard was it was a big well, big moment in our season. Abs- absolutely, and, and as I say, it, we all get hung up as we do on the platform sometimes about legends and people that have done this and people that have done that. Um, I would suggest that them seven goals. From Paul Goddard, were as important as anything anybody else has done. Because I worry, my worry would have been had we gone down that year, this year that we're talking about, we would have struggled to get back. I think we would have struggled uh, because we didn't have any money. We were still, you know, nearly a million in debt at that time, which was enormous in those days. Um, and trying to build a ground and, and all that, um, it would have been difficult. But Paul Goddard, the, I think his his nickname was the General, wasn't it? Well. Um, yeah, he got the general. He also got Sarge, I think. Yeah, Sarge, Sarge. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, he, he, he uh, whatever he did, he, he, he paid his fee back. So, another interesting season for Newcastle United. Very, very interesting, George. As always, a pleasure to sit and listen. Uh, I know the people out there love listening to the show as well. Look forward uh, to getting into the next episode, although it doesn't have a happy ending. No, no, that's right. (laughs) George, thanks very much, mate. My pleasure. See you soon, Steve. And thanks for watching, everybody. We still do seven NUFC Matters show a week for free. But if you want to help support NUFC Matters, then there are a few ways of doing it. Hit the like button on each live broadcast and video. This helps the channel grow. Hit the subscribe button and select the all notifications bell so you don't miss a single show. If you want to help us financially, then you can join the channel using this button with the membership starting at $1.99 a month. Or you can drop us a donation in the chat using a super sticker. We're also looking for sponsors. If you'd like your brand advertised on the flies for the show and featured during the ad break, then email john at nufcmatters.com to arrange today.